Well, welcome everyone to the inaugural episode of Bike and Brokers with your hosts, Miles Romney and Chris Merrill. Nice to talk to you all. <laughs> Chris, caught you off guard there. But uh, so, no, we're grateful and we're glad that you're here with us today. Um, really, we are bikers and we're more so brokers at heart, right, Chris? So well, I'd say we're bikers whole, at heart like, who happen to broke her. <laughs> oh, even better. Well, we don't want to talk about broken bones. We want to talk about being brokers, right? But yeah. uh, today on our inaugural episode, we're going to be talking to um, Regents about a new product that they're going to be launching coming out with is Journey. So who are we going to be talking to today, Chris? Today we're talking with Doug Boudreaux, Vice President of Sales at Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield, and then Dan Richards, Manager of Sales about, as Miles said, Journey. It's a new product they have. We're excited about. We think it's doing some unique things in the marketplace. So we're looking forward to our conversation. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and welcome them on. Like to uh, welcome our first and inaugural guest to bikers or biking brokers. So we want to welcome Doug as well as Dan from Regents. And today they're going to be talking about a new product coming out called Journey. So I'd like to welcome both of you. Maybe if you could take a quick moment, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what your day-to-day job looks like, you know, and share a little bit about yourself. So Doug, sure. what about I'll you? Start. Yeah, this is Doug Boudreaux, Vice President of New Sales over here at Regents. Been with the company about two years and uh, excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Dan, how about you? Yeah, so Dan Richards, I work at Regents as well. I manage our new sales team working with uh, a team of consultants internally that work to bring employers over to the Regents Benefit platform. Awesome, awesome. So like we said, we are the biking brokers, myself and Chris. You know, how about for both of you, what is your most memorable biking trip? Now we're not talking last week you did an epic climb. You know, just throughout your life, what is the best biking trip you've done? All right. Well, so I'm a, I'm a multi-biker in the fact that I have a bike that has a throttle on the handlebar. That is probably my, that's <laughs> my favorite kind of biking. And I've actually gone up and over uh, Guardsman Pass just four times in the last week and a half. Uh, just beautiful. <laughs> so, and I, and I don't even break a, I don't even break a sweat. It's fabulous. But uh, I will say uh, I live out on the West side of the Valley out in South Jordan out by, I think by Chris and my, one of yep. my favorite rides is to go all the way out to Kennecott. Uh, there's a great ride out there where you can go out through Kennecott and down around through Harriman and uh, stay on the two lane highway. It's very quiet and just delightful out there. Well, so you're a roadie. So I think we might just want to end this really quick here and we'll call it a day. Uh, <laughs> I'm a newly converted, a newly converted roadie, but I'm trying to get into the mountain bag scene. So I'd like to, I'd like to do it. I'm a big dude. It's hard to do that. Nah, just ride your Peloton. <laughs> that I do. And I enjoy that yeah. very much. <laughs> little plug for peloton i'm really enjoying it nothing like right? you chris but there i'm enjoying go. it yeah well i don't have any stock so i'm not invested but you know, that's <laughs> so. so what about you dan so i primarily mountain bike i i have road biked in the past i did a a ride one time that's a formalized ride between seattle and portland a single day ride 220 miles that was about five years ago probably almost to the day and that cured me of road biking being in the saddle that long. <laughs> and so my road bike has been hung since that race, that race. And I've been riding my mountain bike uh, probably three to four times a week uh, when it, when the weather's right. 
And uh, from a best ride, you know, there's a lot of them, obviously. I, I tend to do it probably more towards the cross-country style of riding than downhill or, or more aggressive riding. Um, I've done some riding up in Squamish, BC, which is where a lot of the North Shore style of riding has come from. Uh, really enjoy the scenery up there. Um, but I think it's hard to beat uh, down in our own backyard, down in Hurricane, and doing some of those Mesa rides are really fantastic as well. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, love it. I'm mountain biking at heart, man, myself. So we're, we're on the same wavelength. So, I mean, great great to have both of you on today. Thanks for sharing. Um, but so we're talking today, Journey. What the heck is Journey? <laughs> what uh, What is yeah, this? So well, we're, go ahead. Let me just say really quick. We're really excited. Journey's, journey's new to kind of all of us. Um, they've done, done their beta testing. They've got some groups on. Uh, but we really think part of the reason we, we ask Regents to come on is we see this kind of the future of how healthcare is moving and Regents is kind of right on the edge there. And so we're excited to have Dan and Doug here and talk through it. So Doug, do you want to give us the, give us the overview and then we'll dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. And Dan, feel free to jump in anytime, but really what journey is, is it's a, it's a software platform that is it's in a nutshell, it's there to increase and improve the member experience in healthcare. We are so, it is so complicated on the healthcare side from your EOBs, to finding a physician, to staying in network, to looking at my prescription costs. And it's so difficult to navigate through that, that what, what Journey is, is it's a very, uh, it's a positive member experience where it just kind of brings healthcare into the palm of your hand. Everything is done through your phone. Um, and it's, it reaches you, it, it reaches the member on so many levels. You can, you can go old school, you can call people and talk to them on the phone, you can email, but you can also text and chat um, I've been using the chat feature myself for the past year and love it. Um, it's, it's, it's so convenient that you can actually chat with what we call our care guides, which are customer service uh, representatives on steroids. And you can chat with them while you're just sitting in a business meeting or at your desk or at lunch and say, hey, I'm, I need you to look at my EOBs. Hey, I need to make an appointment with this doctor. And boom, they take it and run with it and they text you back. You can, you can converse with them and have conversations with them when it's convenient for you. That's so the beauty of it. Doug, I have to bump in a sec. You mentioned at a business meeting. You're apparently watching my Zoom meetings as I'm like playing Pokemon or whatever. I mean, right, right. It's the world we're in. But um, on these care guides, so you mentioned a, a, they're a customer service on steroids. Right. So what really makes a difference? Because Regents already has like a really high NPS score for their customer service. Really you guys high. are known for that. Right. Um, so what makes this the step above regarding the care guides? How so, are they different than what you have? Yeah, very well-trained folks who are, are highly educated. Not that our, care, our customer service people aren't, but these people are even trained at a different level um, to know where to navigate our, our members through, right? When questions come to them, if it's something that they can't answer, they know to navigate it over to a nurse, over to a pharmacist, over to a physician. We've got all these people online. But let me give you, I'll give you one quick example of how the care guides helped me. I've got a daughter who's living up in Washington state serving an LDS mission. If you remember, Washington state was the first state hit with COVID. So basically everything shut down. She was starting to have some back pain, wanted to get in to see a uh, number one, to see a physician, number two, to probably get some x-rays and lab work. Well, she, number one, we couldn't get her to see a doctor because most of the doctors were closed down. So we, we used our primary care doctor here who said, who did a, who did a virtual call with her and said, I need to get her in to get lab work done x-rays and then i'd like to get her in to get see some physical therapy so i had no idea what to do i 
picked up my phone. I texted a care guide and said, listen, I've got a daughter living in this city. I need to get her in for lab work, x-rays, and to see a physical therapist. That's all I said. Within about 20 minutes, I got a text back that said, here's a number of uh, surgery or excuse me, outpatient centers where she can go get x-rays. She can get blood work and found out. In fact, I found a couple that are in the same building and I can make that appointment for you. Does that work? And that's how easy it was. Here I was, you know, two states away and able to make appointments for her. Following the lab work, following the x-rays, they, again, they wanted to get her a new physical therapist. So I had to text the uh, care guide again and say, help me get an appointment for physical therapy. I don't even know who, to, you know, how am I going to do this? The yellow pages aren't going to work. She, the, the care guide found <laughs> a physical therapist for us that was on our health plan where we could get covered. And, and she received about six months of physical therapy work. All wow. of this was done. All of wow. this is done through texting. So that's the beauty of it is it really takes the, the, the worry, the concern out of my hands. And, and guys, I'm somebody that's, you know, I worked on the hospital side for 28 years and now I'm on the insurance side. I can navigate healthcare pretty well. But uh, for somebody to take it out of my hands and do it for me, I cannot tell you what a great experience it is. And by the way, this care guide keeps checking up with me regularly about once a month to make sure my daughter's getting the care she needs and if there's anything else that she can do for her. So that's why I say it's like, it's like customer service on steroids. Well, and what I would say is, is the distinction there that you see from, from our customer service is that this is more of a concierge level where you get a concierge person that helps you navigate it, but they're also an advocate. Doug talked about how that person continues to follow up for, for Doug. They're committed and to seeing this through to its end. Our customer service, Chris, as you said, is, is our NPS scores are through the roof. We do a great job on it. But we do it's, – it's very focused on specific to the health plan where this can branch outside of the health plan and really all of my health care needs. In addition to it, the care guide is 24-7. And so it's, it's access whenever you need it. You know, I'm, I'm a guy that I've got four kids at home, and I tend to have – you know, my, my littlest is a year old. And when the issues arise, it's at one o'clock in the morning when they have an earache, right? And that's when I need help. And your typical health plan, the customer service platform, even the best customer service platform will be there from eight to six or eight to seven or some sort of fixed hours. And so having another layer on top of this concierge level that is 24 hours a day that I can reach out to for help has been a, a huge benefit for me as well. So are you saying that you've got, because I'd, I'd heard this before and I was like, wait, hold on a sec. And I kind of downplayed it. You're saying that the care guide component is staffed 24-7, 365. That's correct. Right. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's the beauty of it. Is it. You can text like in the late evening. You wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. You can text them. I mean, whatever's convenient for you. Got it. And I, and I think, you know, one of the, the brass rings that we reach to when you create a platform like this is what is the engagement? But not only what is an engagement, what is a re-engagement? And you talk, you, Doug told his story about how he had one issue. It was solved. The, 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 the solve for it was exactly what he needed. And so he re-engaged again when he had another need. We actually see that about 48% of the users of a care guide will go back to a care guide to use them again. So it's not only the initial engagement of, Hey, I'm going to log into this thing and, and then never use it again. We're seeing people continually use it because the experience is so good. They're getting their needs met. And that's really been one of the biggest issues in healthcare historically is consumerism is, it has been low. Individuals haven't engaged in their healthcare because they haven't had the platform to do it effectively. It's always been a frustrating experience. And so they go to the path of least resistance. We've created a platform here that engages them in a way they, they get the solutions they need, and it's a pleasant experience. And so they're re-engaging time and time again to make better decisions around their healthcare. 
Yeah, re-engagement's so, key. And I also, sorry, Chris, let me just say one more thing on, no, on the top of that with Dan. That is, we've got to think about this as much more than just an app, right? It is a platform. It's there to re-engage. And, and as I mentioned at the very beginning, consumers can use it at whatever comfort level they have. If you're not comfortable texting, if you want to call, if you want to email, it's whatever you want to do. We just know that that folks are becoming much more comfortable with texting nowadays. They're, you know, even if you've got teenage kids, you know that if you, if you call them, they'll text you back. They won't answer your phone call, but they'll text you back. And I think that's, we're turning into a generation where that's just so much easier and so convenient for us. That's why I say you can do it from a business meeting. You can do it at lunch, whenever you're doing it. And you can talk to somebody who, the other side of this is they can look at your, your EOBs, your explanation of benefits and, and go through your bills to determine, are you, are you overpaying? Is there, they're an expert in that where they can go through it and say, yeah, you, we, we're able to save you some money here. Or we're able to negotiate some better pricing for you. So it's so, so many things that they can do. You mentioned EOBs and you talked about scheduling appointments. So these care guides, what are the services? And I, I before we get there, I got to say, when you said yellow pages, I was like, the kids that are texting have no idea what you're just talking exactly, about. But, exactly. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> right. Um, it's what they sat on to eat breakfast once upon a time. <laughs> right. Um, so uh-huh. what are the services? I mean, as Journey comes as, a, as this platform, what are the services? Because you mentioned appointment scheduling. You mentioned EOBs. Um, you mentioned a team. You kind of threw that out. So get a little more detailed on what are the services that somebody can use using the care guide platform. Yeah, that's great. So you can through either through the care guides or just on the, the app itself, you can look at pharmacy costs. You can compare the, the prescription drugs that you're using to find out if there is a number one, more effective and less expensive uh, far, drug that you could be using. You can evaluate and do your own evaluation on that on uh, through journey. Uh, you can look at the, the member, your, again, your EOBs, you can look at your, your, all of your bills and what's going on with that. You can also, if you've got an HSA, you can log into your HSA through Journey, um, look at those numbers and see where you're, where you're sitting, make sure bills are getting paid. Uh, Dan, other features I might not be, might not be thinking yeah, about. Yeah, and I think that the solutions are limitless, Chris. And so Doug has listed out a number of them. We can, it, it integrates with your wellness platform. It integrates with, um, you know, if you have other kind of what we refer to as point solutions in the industry, which are these one-off solutions to help employees. You know, again, I go back to that fragmentation that's, health, that's happened in healthcare. Everybody's trying to solve healthcare, but everybody's trying to solve a slice of healthcare, which doesn't really work as a consumer because I, I don't want to have to go to all these different areas. It becomes too complicated, too cumbersome for me to do what I need to do. And so what Journey does is it aggregates it all together into one solution. Uh, both from a health plan perspective and your health plan, when you think of that benefit, you've got your medical benefit, and you've got your pharmacy benefit, both of which are very complicated to understand. And so it simplifies that with tools for you to not only make better decisions on which healthcare providers you should go see by identifying both a co- cost and a quality component around that, that I can search my general area, or I can, again, use my care guide to help me do that. But also on a pharmacy benefit, I can review my the drugs that I'm utilizing through a virtual uh, drug cabinet, if you will, a medicine cabinet, and identify, you know, are these drugs the right drugs that I should be taking? Is there lower cost alternatives that I can take? And so it creates all of those things, you know, from a health benefit perspective. And then it brings in those finance aspects that Doug talked about, the EOB, the HSA plan, um, and some of those other things. And then again, those additional components of your healthcare that maybe your health plan has done on your behalf, your employer has done on your behalf to bring those other elements in so that I can just log into one centralized hub and really get all the answers that I need, as well as kind of direct my healthcare in a way that's as effective as possible 
both lowering costs, but increasing really the quality of care that I'm receiving. So you mentioned, I want to circle back to the, the member experience in a second, but you mentioned cost and quality. So partly one of the things that I think every employer is looking at right now, and, and COVID seems to have enhanced it some because we realize sometimes the perilous situation, uh, the perilous nature of our business when these outside influences come in. Um, so on the cost quality, what are ways on the, the employer side, um, talk about basically in a rough sense, the, you know, is journey going to cost me money and is journey going to save me money and how those interact with each other. And then let's circle back to the member experience and, and some sure. of that. Sure. From an employer yeah. perspective, there is a cost to it, right? All these solutions that, that have come into the market have a cost. Now, what we've seen is that the cost is offset by the savings you get by engaging the population effectively. And so when, when, we're seeing employers invest in the journey platform. We're also seeing a return on that investment because employees are using the platform. They're using the platform to go to providers that are lower cost, providers that are lower cost, but higher quality. So that if I'm trying to, you know, if I'm in a chronic situation where I'm trying to get the best care possible, a lot of times what we find in healthcare, which is different than a lot of industries is the best care possible is not the highest cost possible. And so when we bring in this consumerism mindset from saying purchasing a car or doing something differently, we bring in this mindset of saying, well, if it's a higher cost, that equates to higher quality because there's been investments or other things. And that's not the truth in healthcare. What we find is high quality care can come at a lower cost as long as that information is portrayed in a way that a consumer can get to it and understand it, disseminate it, and then act on that. And so what Journey has done is it's simplified all those decisions but it's done it so in a way that's engaging and in a way that a consumer is going to go back to it and use it time and time again. And the more times that a consumer can engage with this platform, the lower the overall healthcare spend can be. Because we know that really the highest cost to an employer when they're talking about health benefits is really that claims component, that utilization component. And if we can lower that utilization component through sending people to better care or lower cost channels, then ultimately we can wash the cost or offset the cost of the platform in a way that increases the, the health of their population, which then increases the productivity, which you know, does all those other downstream effects, um, while also creating sustainability from a cost perspective on a health plan specific basis for the employer. And then let me, let me, let me add to that as well. Um, when you talk about not only saving costs, Think about the HR person who is getting bombarded from their employees with the same questions over and over, right? Is this doctor in my network? Is this hospital in my network, in our plan? Um, what's my deductible again? How much is it out of pocket? What are my costs? You know, all those same questions that come to the HR person over and over can all be answered through the journey platform. So when you talk about, you know, HR people wanting to have somebody to refer their employees to, journey is a great, great platform for that. Now the HR person can get back to more of the uh, the more serious things in managing and, and, and interviews and, and bringing the right staff in and culture and those kinds of things that they want to worry about rather than just answering daily questions about their healthcare benefits. Yeah. I mean, I think well, so Doug, real quick, Miles, I think Doug brings up a great point here in that the dysfunction of one industry has, and, and, I, and I say dysfunction, meaning the dysfunction within healthcare has, has created additional dysfunction in, in almost every employer in that, when you look at large employers, they have an HR staff, and oftentimes they'll have one member of that HR staff that is just a benefits-designated HR staff member. You know, so we've created an industry that is so overly complicated, so difficult to manage, and so costly 
the employers are having to hire somebody specifically to manage a benefit for their employees. And so what we want to do is we want to not, not necessarily create the uh, situation where that individual is no longer needed, but where that individual is empowered to do so much more than, you know, that specific role. No, totally makes sense. I was just curious, kind of from the HR standpoint, what type of metrics are they seeing, right? So we implement this, you know, are they, how do they know if it's getting utilized? Do they get reports on that? What does that look like? Yeah, great question. They definitely get the HR staff and their team will get um, all kinds of reporting that'll show utilization. It'll show what people are engaging in, what kind of questions are getting answered. Also, it'll get in there. And, and when we get down the stream a little bit, it can start to show how they might be helping people with their EOBs again, how they might be helping them save costs, um, where they're, you know, if they've got a, you know, if they're trying to direct people from a certain, you know, into a certain clinic or to a certain uh, uh, group of doctors that they want to save money, maybe we've got a side contract with or something, they can show that. There's any number, the, the ways that we can show you or uh, show the reporting is, is kind of limitless. Yeah, and, and so, I, would, I would add to that to say that part of the power of the journey analytics is that it's, it's proactive. You know, too often in healthcare, we're reactive. We're looking at data that's happened, you know, two months ago, three months ago as the claims process. And we're saying, okay, well, that happened. What do we do now? And what the journey analytics allows us to do is to look forward because it's such real-time data. So we can see how the utilizations are happening, what the patterns are happening. And we can say, okay, this is where we need to direct our education or our benefits design or whatever that may be so that we can get in front of it earlier and be proactive versus trying to look at problems that have happened in the past where the money spent. So question, you mentioned real time, Dan, and, and talk about, so let's kind of let our listeners know journey is not actually a Regent's product journey is from a company called Cambia um, and journey and Regents are owned by Cambia. So there's, it's not a direct tie in there. Um, but how does, you mentioned this real time. So talk about how journeys getting information, um, regarding claims and all the rest of it. Is that coming, right. you know, from me as the member and then what is journey doing with that information? So there's a couple of things. One is because journey has been designed by our parent company, Cambia, it's been designed actually to be carrier agnostic. And so the future of journey will sit on any health plan or any health carrier and draw and grab the data from that, from that health plan. Right now, in its early stages, it's you know a Regents product or, or associated with Regents, and has been designed to share data back and forth. And that's really the key, right? Is setting up a mechanism or a platform that allows data to share faster, quicker, in a way that that can be utilized. And so, with it being in, in its earlier stages, right now it's it's Regents data that is that is driving back and forth, and the, the agreements have been set in place to protect that data. Um, because we all know that healthcare data is very sensitive. It's information that we need to take very seriously, that we need to create a, a, me you know, a mechanism or a firewall so that that data can't get out or be seen by the people that shouldn't be seen. Um, and so all of that has been set up already. And so you see this kind of share and flow of information. That can be very complicated to do because every health plan protects and guards their data because they don't want to just let it out to everybody. And so when you see some of these solutions that are maybe similar to Journey Out in the marketplace, some of their limitation is, is they don't have that integration set up up front. And so that's really where we see a lot of value in Journey and Regents and the relationship that we have is that that's all been established. So then almost day one, we can just turn that switch on and all of that gets fed into. Uh, you know, as a Regents employee and, and ultimately an employee of Cambia, we use the Journey platform. 
when I logged into Rooney the first time within seconds, my entire health history was loaded into journey. It was that simple. It, it found me and it loaded the data so that I could look historically and use that information to inform my decisions moving forward. And so it's all very simple and, and integrated that way. Yeah, one other great bit. Dan just mentioned that. I was going to say the same thing. It literally loaded in about 30 seconds all my health information. The beauty of it is it also keeps a running timeline for me. So I was sitting here the other day going, oh, what, what time is my – when should I be scheduling my physical? Oh, I was able to go back and look. Oh, I had my physical last January. Uh, it had a, my history of going and seeing my orthopedic surgeon when I was having some knee pain a little over a year ago. So it, it just keeps your history. So the guesswork of when did I go last for, you know, for that physical? When did I last have blood work done? Those kinds of things. It's all there on your phone. But it also, it, really it also allows me to control my data. So I can, for instance, I've got two children that have allergies, anaphylactic response type of allergies, right? That are really serious. And as a parent, if, if you've dealt with that, you know the uncertainty around that whenever you leave that kid with somebody else. It, and I say with a babysitter, for instance. And what I can do with my journey platform is I can actually invite my babysitter into health records specific to those allergies, specific to those children, so that they understand what medications are appropriate, what, what things can happen around that. And it's a very controlled environment that I can let a little bit of that information out, just the amount that I want to a specific person so that they can be part of my, this kind of care team that I've established for my children. And so it allows me to manage my healthcare and the healthcare of my dependents or my children in a way that's never been done before. Got it. So, and you mentioned the anaphylactic. I just have to, I have a friend. So this is what you need to teach your kids, Dan. I have a friend that's peanut allergic, but they'll sit there with an EpiPen. They're like, I'm eating these peanuts anyway, dang it. And I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got I'd, I'd have to be the same way if I was allergic to peanuts, and, I'm telling you. And not to take it too far down that rabbit hole, but you know, when you talk about EpiPens, the, the flip side of an anaphylactic shock is using EpiPens when you shouldn't use EpiPens. And so we, we send our, he was six at the time, uh, to school with his EpiPen in his backpack. Well, as, as kids tend to be, he was curious of this mechanism and uh, triggered it into his hand, which if you understand how oh. EpiPens work, they're a constrictor, they're a vascular constrictor. And so when you get into the small joints and small appendages, it's not a good thing to do. And uh, so, you know, as much as you jest about that, you know, using an EpiPen when you should, it also creates a very fun ex ER experience. Which I could then call Journey and talk to a yeah. care guide. And, they help <laughs> right. me. Yeah. and what I would say is call them on your way to the emergency room if you have a kid that injects themselves with your EpiPen. <laughs> Noted. So, so, Chris, that's a great point. You know, talking about Journey and calling the care guide. I mean, do we have access to anybody else aside from a care guide with Journey? Or is it only a care guide? I mean, what other professionals are no, available you know, through that to talk there's to? There's medical professionals. If you need instant care, you know, you've got something again, I, I bring up that example of, of, you know, my, your, my one-year-old daughter, you know, she wakes up in the middle of the night and has an ear infection and I need to get a prescription for that ear infection. And I need it because I need to get back to bed. I can call a medical professional, get that prescription in place and sent to, you know, the pharmacy in the middle of the night. Right. And so there's that, that kind of direct access as well. Um, there's access to, to, well, if you've got a wellness platform, there's access to your wellness health coaches uh, within that. And so the care guide tends to work as this overarching concierge level uh, person. But if you want to connect with individuals, there's also mechanisms to do that as well. However, what we tend to find and what we're seeing is that most people are working through the care guide first, just because sometimes as a consumer, I don't know who I need to talk to, or I think I might know 
but it ends up that that's not the right person. And so it saves me time to just go to this one-stop shop and they then direct me to, you know, whoever I might need to, to reference. Because again, as Doug said, the difference between a care guide and potentially uh, everyday uh, customer service agent is these care guides are actually medical professionals. We're hiring them out of the industry. And so they tend to have a specialty, whether it's behavioral health or some other specialty. And so it allows them to navigate that more effectively, potentially than a typical customer service agent. So question then. So you've got the care guides who have specialties that you wouldn't normally find in a, a traditional carrier model um, on the customer service side. But to follow up more on, on what uh, Miles is asking. So you kind of hit it at pharmacy and some things. So I believe through the journey platform, we've got actual access to a pharmacist. Correct. Who, who else is in there? So my care guide can refer me in the journey platform itself. Who's it? The, the term pod is what people seem to be using anymore. Um, who's in the pod with that care guide? Because you've got the pharmacist, the care guide. Who else might be? You've in got there? your wellness coach. You've got a nurse you can have access to. And so you've got really a team of professionals that surround you depending on your need. Got it. Got it. Got it. So back to that member experience. Um, if I, one of the problems with customer service in general is there's, you know, if I'm a big carrier in a big call center, me as a member, I could call in a thousand times and literally talk to a different person a thousand right. times. Right. How does, yeah. On the journey side, can I, am I going to get shuttled around? How does that work? Yeah. So let's talk about that for just one second. There's a, you know how when you like, 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 let's use the cable company, right? When you get, you call your cable company, you've got to enter in your, your account number, somebody answers, and then they transfer you over to uh, another department. Then you've got to re-enter it in again, and you've got to go through all that. The beauty of Journey is that all of your information stays current, and the care guide can pass that over. If you're being passed over to, say, like a nurse or a pharmacist, all that information is passed over, including, like, if you've been... Uh, texting back and forth, or if it's been an email, all of that information is carried over. So they're brought up to speed immediately. They can see what the conversation has been and it's just continuous. You're not being handed over and it's not what we call cold handoffs uh, where people have to, okay, tell me everything all over again. Everybody's up to speed on it. And if they're, if they're engaging somebody to get back to you, they're sending it over simultaneously so they can read it and then reach out to you and, and know the story of what's going on. So that's another beauty of it. So Doug, you mentioned your daughter's example up in Washington and that the care right. guide followed up with you. So was that, did you, let's just say the care guide was, is me as Chris. Um, right. Did, did you deal with Chris through that whole experience? I did. That was the beauty of it is I didn't want to lose the contact. Actually, mine was, her name was Heather and I didn't want to lose her because she had gone to all the work. So every time I needed something else, I had an email from her that showed, um, you know, the very first appointment, we had to book the lab work and the x-ray. She sent me, she emailed me all the, all the places that my daughter could go. I kept emailing her back, not even knowing if she was at work and saying, get back to me at your convenience to say, hey, now we need physical therapy. And then it got to the point where my daughter actually was considering getting an MRI done. And I had to circle back with Heather once again. But every time I emailed Heather, I got a response back that same day. Now, whether or not she was working probably was, but she became my contact. And I was like, I don't want to start over with somebody. That was the beauty of it is Heather knew all of my story and just kept engaging with me. So it was my own personal healthcare assistant. Which you just, like Dan mentioned, healthcare right now is so, I mean, you go and get a big expense. You know, let's say you're the preemie baby parent. You know, the yep. amount of 
billing and the EOBs, those explanation of benefits and the level of detail to have that helping hand seems like that would be huge. So let's say I am somebody who's got that high, high usage, that high need situation. Um, Can they help me sort through all of that? Absolutely. That's the beauty of it is you can take all of your EOBs and just hand them over to them and say, care guide, look through these. Tell me if I'm reaching my deductible. Tell me if I'm getting overbilled. Tell me if I'm paying too much. Before I go and write a check or anything on these, I guess we're not writing checks anymore. Before I give my credit card <laughs> and we make a payment here, please look this over and tell me if it's right. And that's the, that's the beauty of it is, is, is anybody that's been through something like that, where you've got a huge hospitalization stay and, and massive bills piling up from anesthesiologists, the doctor, the hospital and other departments. This is that the care guide can go through all of that for you and, and, and simplify it and make it easily understandable and take care of it for you. Now, the beauty is if you've got an HSA or your, you know, your benefits are with regions, they can also help in paying those bills for you. There you go. So I'm going to have to say, Doug, you have really put your age out there. You talked about the yellow pages. You mentioned Chad. (laughs) (laughs) He's about to talk about the teletype. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I used my typewriter to send a letter. (laughs) True Pony Express. (laughs) Right. So back on the the member experience. So um, as we talk about the member side, because we've talked about, you know, the member, we moved to the company and let's go back to the member for a second. Um, how does it help me as a member save money? And then my extended family, how do they get involved in this as well? I'll take that one, Doug. It's okay. Dan, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things. One is Chris, you know, I talked, I've talked about this a couple of times during this podcast is that one of the bigger issues that we have around overall costs is that members are not engaged in the way that we think they could be in making more informed decisions around their healthcare. And when I say informed decisions, it's informed decisions around cost and quality. That's really the two elements that we're trying to drive towards. And as, as I mentioned earlier, cost and quality, high cost is not equivalent to quality in healthcare. And so really where we find members saving is both on the medical side and the pharmacy side is having information that is easy to understand around those two elements so that they can make better decisions that give them better quality, better results. Got it. So, excuse me, go ahead. I was going to say, repeat that just a sec. We lost you there. So yeah, I apologize. um, Um, So creating this platform in a way that engages the consumer. And let me take a step really to, to help you understand that as well. This was built from the ground up for the consumer. And so we hired individuals that understand um, basically human-centered design is the concept that's being used around right now. But it's basically designing in a way that is engaging. You think of a social media platform. Social media platforms are designed in a way that uh, enticed me to come back because it is curated to my experience. And that's really what Journey has been designed around is this environment that's curated to the experience of the consumer. So each time the consumer uses it or the member uses it or whatever terminology we want to use, the platform gets smarter specific to them and will create uh, suggestions specific to them. We'll notice, hey, to Doug's, you know, Doug said earlier on this call, I haven't had a physical lately. Well, this platform will actually say, hey, it's been... 18 months since you've had your physical, you might want to get in and have your physical. And it's specific to that individual. And so really that's how we're seeing it is we're seeing it 
in a way that's engaging, but it's helping people have that information readily available where I can say, okay, you know what? Maybe I don't need this branded drug. Maybe I can take this generic drug because it has the same efficacy and it has the same ability to cure me, but it's a quarter of the cost and I'm on an HSA and that those dollars are my dollars. So I, I want to save that money. Got it. Um, so on the, on the family side of things, how, how do I get involved there? So, so I talked about earlier my experience with my children, right? And so when you've got dependents that are of an age that HIPAA hasn't come into place, yeah, I've got small children, right? Um, I have the ability to see all their care and to manage their care, both looking backwards and looking forwards. Now, when an individual is older, say my wife, where it is, you know, there's HIPAA constraints that we want to be concerned about, I, we can actually create an arrangement where she allows me to see her information. She can, can open that up to me. And so through navigating all of those restrictions that are very important restrictions in place when it comes to healthcare documentation, we can actually create this platform in a way where all of that information is shared and I can see other, you know, the information from my family and they can see mine and, and together we can manage the, the healthcare of our family more effectively. Totally makes sense. No, I like it. So once we build all that information in there, I mean, we could look up the statistics, how long an employee stays at a company. I mean, what happens when I leave that company and they're offering journey to me, what happens to all of that? Do I lose all the access? What does that look no, like? No, So that's your information and that stays with you and moves forward. Now, you know, part of the functionality of journey is that health plan integration that, that, that supports that. So if I leave the company and go to another company that has that healthcare health plan integration, I can port that back in and continue that feed. Otherwise, that information, it, you know, the the setup needs to be established. But again, but again, it doesn't disappear. The app doesn't disappear. All of that information stays because that's your information. And I think we're really seeing a groundswell of that within the whole industry and within the whole country is that I should own my my health information. That should be my information and it should be portable. Right. And this is and journey is really set on a foundation that allows for that. Well, and I think, I mean, as we talk about movement and stuff as a, as a company, as an HR professional, movement's a big deal and transitional employees, you know, coming in and going out, you know, maybe this is a way if that journey experience is so amazing that employees have a second thought about leaving. So I could right. see a benefit there potentially. Well, and I, th yep. I think we're seeing, we see that, right, where benefits are a way to retain employees. If I can create a benefit package that's so engaging I might have an employee that will stay with me because they see the value in that. And we believe this is a value added component of that overall uh, strategy that the employers are instituting to retain their top talent. So as you talk about that implementation, I mean, what does that look like for the employer? I mean, today I, you know, I talk to employees and they're like, listen, I don't have time to add one more shiny object to talk to my employees. Mm -hmm. I mean, implementation of that what does that look so like? so that's the beauty of it is journey has their own implementation team they will come in and completely take that over they will engage with the workforce and and make the hr person not have to do to even lift a finger they will they will take care of the entire implementation we obviously want to engage everyone that we can and uh and that rests solely on the journey team and that's the beauty of it but i would say you know miles when you talk about implementation you know we often talk about implementation as it relates to implementing, implementing a health plan for a, a member, a consumer, employee, whatever you want to term them, that can be a very time-consuming activity for the HR staff, as well as yourselves as, as benefit consultants. 
what Journey, another functionality that Journey can do is actually take on that implementation. And so you can direct people into the Journey platform to make their health plan decisions and their, and their you know, family deductions and all those sort of things within that Journey platform as well. And so really what it does is it, it creates capacity. And, and it, you know, again, what we're trying to do is make it that one-stop shop. And so that is another component that adds to that. So two questions then, as you mentioned, uh, you mentioned something there that, that I want to follow up on is the helping employees make decisions. So I'm an employer who has a traditional plan and an HSA. Talk through how the employee, how Journey helps that employee on that, on that journey. Yeah. So I think that part of, part of understanding which decision to make there is information, right? And having information in one place that an employee can understand it. Um, and so really what directing it through Journey, it allows you to have a platform that can educate them better. You know, what is your healthcare? What are you trying to get out of your health benefits? Are you trying to save money? Are you trying to create, you know, what our HSA uh, funding mechanisms do, which creates kind of this nest egg that I can carry from year to year to year to year to help to pay for benefits? Or am I truly trying to get something that's simplified, that has a, a, a copay plan that I don't have to think about? Um, you know, and so creating the mechanism where we can educate them on what are the benefits of going each route and why would you fit better in one route over another and helping them think about that is really part of that key. Okay. So uh, I, I think this might be my last question, but we are coming up on open enrollment. Um, and this is going to be probably the most unusual open enrollment for a lot of people because right. of COVID and, you know, work from home and offices not being open. So um, talk a little about what kind of timelines, if I'm an employer and this sounds appealing, what kind of timelines am I looking at? And then uh, maybe a best first step to getting my employees so that Journey can help them through that open enrollment process. Yeah, so I, th I would say, you know, when we go into a busy fourth quarter, which we, we know in the industry is really where it's most dense and we're trying to implement groups onto their health benefits, right? Um, what, what we want is we want to be proactive and we want time. And so I would say, well, let's start having those discussions today. If, if journey is something that, that you feel will solve a, a need in your company, let's, let's scratch that a little bit deeper and let's talk about it specifically with your, with your group and, and the benefit strategy that you have as you proceed forward with your employees. And let's get it, let's get the solution in place early as possible so that we can utilize this for the implementation of the health plan, Right. If, if we start talking this in, in alignment with your implementation, we, that's a mechanism that's lost until the following year. So, again, time is our friend on this, and being proact as proactive as possible is really where we would want to take it. But we'd also want to have those discussions to make sure that whatever employer we're talking to understands the true value specific to them of what this product will do. Got it. Got it. Um, so, I, do you guys have anything you want to, like, close out with i i have a final question i have to ask doug specifically well i would but... say yeah but i would say well, just to add on that one more thing is that we're even look, you know even when we're rolling into fourth quarter we're looking for companies maybe they don't want to implement it one one maybe it's a little crazy right now maybe they're not knowing where COVID is going to take them hey we're just looking for commitments we can we can just get a contract in front of you and say hey let's if you want to wait till july to open to to open this up or if you even want to do it at the beginning of 2021 when things have calmed down a little bit Let's get a contract in front of you, sign that contract, and we can get your pricing to start a year from now if you want to. We're just trying to be really flexible in how we introduce this to the market. We know there's a lot going on with people right now, and 
a lot of worry and concern. A lot of uh, companies are just hunkered down, but they might be interested in doing this, not today, but maybe a year from now. And that's okay. Fair enough. Dan, anything you want to add? Last final remarks. <laughs> no, I think, I think that's a great, great note to add on. I think the, the flexibility here, you know, ultimately we, we want to support the employers here in the marketplace in a way that it drives value. And so we believe this is a, an aspect of to do that. And the flexibility will allow us to do that over the next couple of years, depending on where, you know, the industry's taking us, right. We don't know what COVID's going to do uh, for us in, in the coming six months. And so we are certainly flexible and, and just want to have the discussions to help them out. Got it. So here's my follow-up question to Doug. So I, I know Doug pretty well. Um, he's a big concert goer. So sure. you've missed out on innumerable concerts at this point. When this all breaks down, what would be your first concert? You're like, that's the one I've got to go to. Oh man. Great question. And it's, you're right. This is a very sensitive topic. Um, <laughs> I, it, I, I will say this. I'll, I'll preface this with anything outdoors. Okay. Fair. Anything outdoors would be fair. But, you know, my big one that I was really excited about this summer was Chris, was Chris Stapleton. I was looking forward to seeing him at uh, USANA. He had to cancel. So hopefully I've got him scheduled for next year. That'll be my big one I'll be watching for. Love it. There you go. Well, Dan, we can't let you uh, go without some final remarks there. So big time mountain biker. Shout out to that dream ride blank check where are you gonna go no covid restriction where are you going so where am i going vacation wise or, or, or specific to a ride? dream like like a dream bike ride what does that look like you know it's funny uh, i actually do every year for the last seven years i've spent a little over a week in a, in a little town in oregon called oak ridge oregon it's right so- outside of eugene and uh this year with covid and, and trying to be responsible and, and towns that maybe don't have the infrastructure to to support uh, an outbreak i canceled that trip and so if if we go back to a normal state uh i, I would love to get back into oak ridge and and spend a, a week riding out there nice i love it well want to say thank you to both of you dog dan for your time today talking journey really appreciate it thank you um but for that we will sign off hope you have a great day and great weekend guys thanks thanks guys Yeah, thanks thanks for having us, guys.